When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. I'm your host, Chris Fedor. No Hayden Grove once again today. He's tied up. Obviously, the Browns are kicking it into gear. They've got the Hall of Fame game. We're recording this on a Thursday. So Hayden's got all of those kinds of duties. It's just me solo. But for the second straight week, we have a guest. And joining us today, forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Dean Wade. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I heard you on the other Wine and Gold podcast with Rafa and Joe G, and uh, you killed it on there. So it's going to be great <laughs> to have you and talk all about the off season for you. How is it going for you? It's good. It's been good. Um, you know, just getting the body back into playing shape and, and and recovering from last season, and then trying just to you know put on a little more body mass and, and get my conditioning right. But it's been it's been good, man. It's been. Um, a summer filled of hard work and um, it's been just super fun seeing all the old faces, you know, been back to the K state to see everyone and back home to see my family. So it's been, I've been everywhere and it's been fun. So you said put on a little bit more body mass. What does that entail for you? Um, I just would like to, I'd like to put on a little bit more muscle. Um, okay. My, my playing weight's more like 235, 230 ish. Yeah. Um, but if I could get to like 240, 243, before the season um then by the time the season is in full swing i'll be down to around that 235 which would be nice and uh i'm just trying to eat a little more lean and i'd like it to be like real i'd like to be real lean and and my body fat be a little bit lower than it was i think it was only seven percent but if i get it down to like five i think i'd be i feel better about it was there something that prompted this change that you wanted to make um just i mean I got banged up a few times last season and yeah. um, I just think I was doing everything right. You know, lifting, stretching, all that stuff. I think the one thing that I was kind of lacking, I was probably my um, nutrition outside of that. Um, okay. I was eating fine, but I wasn't, you know, going the extra, you know, eating real lean meats and a lot of vegetables, stuff like that. So I've been just trying to emphasize that and um, see if I can just get like more lean muscle on me. I got gotcha. you. What have you eliminated from the diet or added to the diet at this point? Um, so I used to, I love, I'm like a sucker for like fried, like chicken, chicken Sick. strips. I love that. Like, so I, I've been, I've been cutting that out. Um, on Sundays, I, I like, I'm, I'm allowed to do that, but, um, or Saturdays <laughs> go Chick-fil-A cause they're not open on Sundays. I'll do it on Saturday and, and Sunday go right back to it. But, uh, I'm just trying to cut out fast food, man. I've been, um, you know, especially, when you travel so much in the, in the off season, it's kind of hard to get down and, and, you know, cook your, for yourself, but I've uh, been making it a big emphasis. And I think, I think it's paying off. Is there a fast food place that used to be your crutch that was hardest for you to do away with? Oh man. Uh, Popeye's. Yes. Um, yeah. Popeye's was my main one, man. I, I crushed Popeye's. Uh, yeah. Popeye's and Chick-fil-A really, but Chick-fil-A's, relatively healthier yeah it can be depending on what you order from there it's so funny 
Dean, it's so funny that you bring up Popeyes because I was at home the other day. I think this was Monday. I was at home Monday and I was doing some things around the house while Elliot was taking a nap. And um, I was watching TV and there was a commercial for Popeyes. And I live in Bay Village, which is like 25 minutes away from downtown Cleveland. It's on the west side near Westlake. Right. Uh, and and the closest Popeyes to me is probably in North Homestead, about a 20-minute drive or so, maybe 15-minute drive. But yeah. I saw the commercial for Popeyes, and I immediately got my keys to my car, and I drove to Popeyes. <laughs> like, they got me just like that because I had I'm... such a craving for it, and it was it was so freaking good. Oh, you can't Popeyes. I, I mean, anytime I think about it, I have to go get it, but... Man, that's like the biggest thing I gave up this summer. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta relax on the Popeyes a little bit. <laughs> so good, so good. I don't even blame you. Like, I, I'd drive that easy. Bad timing for it too, because now they have these strawberry biscuits. Have you had one of those or seen those? I, I have. Oh my god! So, like, I went through the drive-through and they said we don't have any regular biscuits. It's going to be like four minutes. Do you want a strawberry biscuit? And I was like, a strawberry biscuit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see what this is all about. And that was life-changing. Yeah. I, I had one uh, probably, I don't, I don't even know how long ago, probably a couple weeks ago. And it was, it really is life-changing. I'm telling you. So good. So warm. And then the icing that they put on there. My goodness. Yeah. Making me hungry talking about Popeyes right now. And it's probably not good for you to talk about Popeyes, too. <laughs> you might get a little bit tempted. I know. I'm, <laughs> I, I got to stay strong. so dean i know the coaches always give you guys various things to work on in the summer ways to get better i was talking to jb bickerstaff a couple days ago and he mentioned some of the things that he gave to donovan mitchell to work on and darius garland to work on what did they want from you this summer what has been your focus besides the the diet change what has been your focus in terms of improving your game on the court um a lot of shooting off movement um not so much not so many like standstill, yeah. catch and shoot more off the move. Um, and then I'd say like one, two dribble kind of moves, just like, you know, you get in a bad spot yep. and you have low shot clock kind of thing. But um, mainly just shooting off the move and um, just like one, two dribble kind of attacking the rim. So um, that's like one thing they told me is like, don't put myself in a box, just be a, like your basketball player, be a basketball player. So mm-hmm. not so much as like, Oh, they run you off the line. You can still, you know, take it to the rim, you know, shoot layup stuff. So the big thing was just, um, just attacking the rim. And I made it a big thing, just shooting off the move. Cause I mean, people just, you know, they'll run you off, but, um, when you shoot off the move, man, it's so hard for another big guy to, to, to stay with you. So yeah, I've been making that a big emphasis for myself. And, um, obviously the coaches big help through it all. So they've been helping me a ton on it. How comfortable are you with that or how comfortable are you getting with that? I should say. Yeah. Uh, I was always pretty comfortable with it. Uh, okay. I've been working on it for the past couple of years. Um, I've been always been super comfortable with it, but I think now I, I just take it to like the complete next level. I, I feel like I'm like overly confident in myself shooting off the move and, mm-hmm. you know, flying off screens and stuff like that. I've been doing a, a ton of it this summer, especially with the, some coaches from Cleveland, uh, Sid Lowe, those guys. And, um, and the more reps, I mean, I just, I'm super, I feel super comfortable doing it. Anytime we have a player on the podcast or we have an opportunity to talk to a player, 
Um, fans always want to hear about what guys are doing in the offseason. It's fascinating to me because, like, it's not the day-to-day stuff. Like, during the season, there's a routine and everybody knows what it's all about. But for, for you, take me through a typical day for you in the offseason. Like, when does it start? What's the routine like? How much of it is on the court versus weight room? Like, all that good stuff. Right. Um, so... Like yesterday, we didn't have a scrimmage yesterday, but I still went and worked out. Um, yep. Get up about 7.30, make myself breakfast, eat, try to drink, you know, 24 ounces of water before I go. Go to go to the gym. Um, I do 15 to 20-ish minutes of stretching, more like, more like yoga kind of stretching. Um, and then I go straight from there to weights. I lift in the morning for hour and a half-ish um hour hour and a half and uh then right after that i go back out and i do a a nice shooting workout just just shooting Mm -hmm. and then i leave get lunch come home for an hour or so maybe two hours and then go to the gym and get like the real like a moving you know off like catch and shoot Mm -hmm. you know flying off screens driving to the rim, I do like the movement workout in the evening okay. just so my body time to recover from the lift because I, I usually lift really hard in the summer mm-hmm. just because obviously during the season you don't have that opportunity. Um, so I do that, and then after that, I come home, shower, and then I do an hour and a half of yoga before I go to sleep, and it helps me recover and just, I mean, it helps me sleep is when I get home, I can do yoga, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like the final my plate and I can just kind of relax after that but that's usually my my normal day um I'll probably mix a cold tub in somewhere in there uh it's nice being here at K-State they have one right there in the gym so okay. uh, right my first workout I can go hop in the cold tub for 20-ish minutes and um but yeah that's that's my my day-to-day where'd you get the yoga from did that come from Kevin Love by chance uh actually yeah I was talking to K-Love and uh one of my the coaches Nate um he, he may claim that yoga, like, you know, helped him his last five years. He, if he wasn't doing yoga, he couldn't have played his last five years. Wow. And then I just saw K-Love, man. He's like, the way he stretches takes care of his body. I was like, man, I wonder. So I asked him about it. And he's got a little app on his phone that he uses. And um, But, man, I like the benefits, I didn't know how big the benefits were doing yoga, like how, how much it helped your body until, like, I'd say a week and a half, two weeks in of doing it every day, man, I was, man, your body feels so good. Like the soreness, your low back soreness, like your, your hamstring tightness stuff after workouts are just not really there. Yeah. And it's been, um, obviously I was, I was not very flexible at all. So this, that's <laughs> done, but, um, yeah, man, the benefits of yoga, I had no idea. Like I was blind to it, yeah. um, for years and it's, it's so good for you. And, um, you know, outside of the little time it takes and, maybe some painful stretching here and there. Uh, yeah. It's great. It's great. When did you really start getting into it? Like when did you work that into your daily routine? Um, so we're about to be in the playoffs and I'm talking to Nate uh, and he's tell- talking to me about yoga and stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah, we'll try it. I'll try it out. So I did it like probably three times a week at the end of the season. And I was like, I was like, yo, I was, I was feeling the benefits. And then I was like, you know what? I, I just don't know if I, you know, if 
I fully believe him. And I was told, I was, I told him that I was like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. He's like, I'm telling you, as soon as the season's over, do yoga every single day or five days a week, I think is what he said. And you'll see the benefits. I promise you do it for two weeks. Just all you gotta do. And if you don't want to do it after that, you don't have to, but just try it for two weeks. I did it for uh, that two weeks. And I was like, I cannot take this out of my daily routine. This is, I mean, it's wow. so good. It's, it really getting, Dean, you mentioned getting banged up a little bit throughout the course of last season. Um, mm-hmm. How much do you feel like that shoulder injury that you had impacted you, especially over the final few months? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it definitely, it definitely did. It just, I mean, it was a, uh, Obviously, it happened at the, the wrong time, you know, during the season. Um, that was not good. But um, it definitely, especially shooting, um, getting my left arm above above my head is, is, is still pretty tough. And I've been working on it since the injury. Um, so, yeah, at the end of the season, man, there's a, there's a spot when I shoot my arms. I just need my arm to go a couple more inches higher. And it just, it just kept getting, keeps getting caught. So, yeah. I've been working. Like I've been getting like massages on it and, and dry needles and all this stuff on it. And it's kind of, it's kind of loosening up, but um, it was, it was end of the season. It was kind of, it was tough for me, man. Cause like mentally I was scared. I wasn't overly scared to get hit on it, but I definitely knew if I had my arms up and I was going for rebound and somebody hit it, I would, I was probably going to have to, you know, I was probably going to go back to the bench for a few more weeks. Um, and it definitely was uh, just in the back of my mind, man, that, the shoulder injury, you know, I've never had anything like that. And it was, it was, uh, it was not fun. Um, and then shooting, it just was just, uh, it's weird, man. When you're, when your shoulder just clicks every single time you, you bring your arm up and it, there's like a little stinging sensation in the middle of it, uh, when you're kind of, can kind of get into your head. Um, but I just, I don't think it was too big of a deal. I think there's definitely something in there that probably needs to get, better at least um but i mean it's no excuse for the way i shot at the end of the season it's just just a kind of a pain in the ass <laughs> did you consider uh surgery no not really um i just should have probably i should have just been a little better with uh my rehab and and maybe taking a couple more days to mm-hmm really get it stronger and get it back to like really a hundred percent. But if, I mean, it was good. I just, I just got to get like the the range of motion. My shoulder now is, is like half of what it used to be. So I'm working on that. uh, It's coming back slowly, slowly. I didn't know my shoulder would take so long for it to to get back to normal, but um, didn't really think about surgery too much just because, um, it was wasn't terrible enough to do it surgery, but mm. it was uh, it was definitely a lot faster to not do surgery. The recovery time was okay. way faster. So, um, but I think now there's just some scar tissue in there that's keeping me from being able to move it 100. percent But yeah. it'll it'll work itself out. When do you think you're going to get to 100? percent Um, I'm saying I'm pretty close right now. Okay. Um, it doesn't click as much as it used to. And my range of motion is, is probably 80% of what it was. And yeah. uh, the past couple, I'd say this past month has been huge for it. It really like unlocked and um, it's been good. Uh, when I do yoga, I try to do 15 minutes of after yoga, 15 minutes of somebody helping me stretch my shoulder above my head. Mm-hmm. And 
that's definitely the worst part of my day. Um, it hurts and it sucks, but I need it. So I understand I do it, but it's, uh, I think, I think here in a couple, maybe a couple of weeks here, it'll be back to normal and I can move it. Hopefully to what it was. Do you feel like you're shooting the ball better this off season? Like, do, do you yeah. sense that you're shooting the ball like your usual self? Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the summer, summer, I'd say I, I was, I definitely was. The thing with the shoulder was like, I was keeping it too low. It's like lower than I was normally shooting it at mm -hmm. um, just because I raised my left shoulder enough. But I think now um, with it unlocked and me feeling good about it, um, it's, I'm, I feel I'm shooting good. I feel, I feel awesome about it. Um, definitely. That first couple of weeks after the season, though, it was, it was tough. I had to like really break down my shot again and um, see what I was doing wrong. And yeah, just I just had to trust the shoulder again. And I've full trusted now, and I feel, I feel great. I'm shooting it good now. You mentioned that it was a pain in the ass, and it happened at the worst possible time for you. And you don't want to make excuses for the way that you shot um, towards the end of the season. But like, how much did that weigh on you? How tough was it? Um, to go through those struggles? Uh, I mean, it definitely is tough. Um, you know, I was playing good before the injury and then injury. And, you know, there's just the competition on our team is so, you know, high that, you know, if you're not playing well, somebody else is, you know what I mean? So, um, and that's how it should be. But when I came back, man, I put so much pressure on myself to like, oh, I've got to make up, you know, I got to show that I can, you know, make shots and, do all this instead of just man just flowing with the game and it definitely definitely took a toll on me um just because i put so much emphasis on making shot you know what i mean it, mm -hmm. there's so other so many other parts of basketball games that you know i wasn't even really thinking of like defense hustling stuff like that um i was just really worried about making shots and when i wasn't when i stopped when i started missing shots um you know it put the the weight of the world on just making shots and that's not how you play basketball and that's definitely what happened to me and uh definitely just overthought it and she just went out and played basketball man you know i've been playing my whole life i don't know why i changed yeah. then um, after the injury man i was like i oh, mean i got i got to make shots you know i got to prove that i can make shots again and um yeah just did not not was not good for me we've got plenty more coming up with uh Cavs forward dean wade but first Let's talk a little bit about subtext. Uh, my Cavs insiders are loving it. Sign up for a 14-day free trial. Um, all you have to do is click on the blue banner at the top of the homepage at cleveland.com slash Cavs, or you can sign up by texting me at 216-208-4499. Um, it's $3.99 a month. It's very easy to cancel if you're not into it. But many of my Cavs insiders are loving the service. They're getting information, they're getting analysis, and they're getting it straight to their phone before it goes on Twitter. For example, recently, um, I sent a text to all of my insiders about um, a conversation that I had with Darius Garland. And that story that I did about Darius obviously went up on Cleveland.com. Um, but a couple of days before that story went up on the website, I gave them a little bit of background about how that came together, um, some of the things that Darius and I talked about, um, some of the initiatives that he's been doing throughout the course of this offseason, and um, just a bunch of behind-the-scenes details that don't make stories on Cleveland.com and don't make it to Twitter. So again, if you're interested, sign up for a 14-day free trial. 
All you have to do is use your phone number. You can text me 216-208-4499 a month. Join today. Be part of the club. So I want to go back to February really quick. The Kevin Love buyout. Um, Mm -hmm. I know Kevin was someone that you looked up to. And Kevin spoke highly of you when I talked to him shortly after that buyout when you guys were down in Miami playing against the Heat. Um, Mm -hmm. How tough of a situation was that for you personally, given everything that went down and given that, like, not that you were the reason why Kevin Love was bought out, but like that was the organization throwing their confidence behind you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely was tough. I mean, somebody I've looked up to, um, you know, I've learned so much from him, man, like so much from him being such a good guy, sharing the game, sharing his knowledge. I mean, um, when he got bought out, man, I don't, I won't say, but I, I felt bad. I really did. Um, I had, Man, I had to text him, and I was like, "God, apologize. like you know, text him and all that." But man, I felt I felt super bad, and you know, I felt um, after that, I felt like, like I mean, I obviously, you know, I, I appreciate all the the backing and the confidence the front office have in me, and I, I really do think you know, I feel like I can handle that and all that. But man, seeing somebody you looked up to and learned so much from, and really, um, you know, learn how to be professional from, yeah. Know, and and him leave and um you know the circumstances that he left under I mean I was like man I just felt so bad um it was just one of those things that he said it. he's like it's just one of those things man it's how people grow you gotta leave and find your own way and I guess and um, talking to him helped me a lot but man it, yeah. yeah first I, I felt bad I really did I felt bad and, um but then after that yeah it just it was it was crazy man it really was in any way, did you feel guilty that that he was was gone? Um, I wouldn't say I felt overly guilty. I just, man, I there was there was a little bit guilt there, um, just because you know what he did for the city of Cleveland, the yeah. championship, everything, and for I don't want to say I was the reason, but you know, me being a, a little a, a reason um, for him leaving, um, it definitely definitely weighs on your mind a little bit kind of mm-hmm. sucks um you know it's the nba people go everywhere and do all this stuff and i get it i do uh, <laughs> but it man it's just it's tough man i learned so much from man i got yeah. legit you know looked up to him and um everything he did and so being a little reason why he left is just man it sucks <laughs> yeah what did he tell you dean that made you feel better uh he just said man like I texted him and um, sorry of all the buyout stuff. And he was just like, man, like, that's just, you know, it's the NBA. Nobody is anywhere from, you know, nobody has is guaranteed to stay in the city their whole career. It's just one of those things that, you know, for you guys to grow and for me to, you know, still want to play, I had to get out of there. And he's just like, it's a business, man. It's, you know, I didn't have to ask for the buyout. I didn't have to do all that. I just, you know, I wanted to play. And I was like, I, He's like, it ain't your fault. It's, you know, it, time is time and time has come. And I was like, all right, I guess. <laughs> I guess if you put it that yeah. way, I'll take yeah. your word for it, right? A-Love was super supportive to me, man. He, like, he yeah. helped me, um, especially through that, man. He was just like, nah, like, I, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, coach, they came up and, you know, he wasn't playing and he wanted to play and he felt like he contribute, could contribute to a team. And, yeah. um, so he got out of there and 
uh, and they made it to the finals. So, I mean, I, I feel, I feel a little better now, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's weird seeing somebody that you looked up to and grew so much from and took pieces of his game and took what he did, you know, to be a professional and to see him leave, you know, under those circumstances was tough, but, uh, he helped me so much, man. He was so super supportive to me, to me the whole time. Um, yeah. Still love the guy. Yeah. Dean, the one thing that's clear is that you guys, the Cavs, have such a unique camaraderie. Like, everybody talks about how much they love being around one another. Um, what kinds of things do you guys do as a group to foster that? Uh, I mean, we do. We go to dinners. We go to, like, putt-putt, all that movies. <laughs> we do all that stuff together, man. It's It's funny. And then, like, like on the plane, yeah. <laughs> man, we're playing cards. We're talking. We're, you know, throwing stories out there here, or there. I mean, it's and it's everyone. Like it's not just like a group of people. It's like all the players around the card table telling stories, joking around, like playing cards. It's it's not like a click of people. Like you hear other teams like got clicks, kind of you know, in and out the team. But I'm talking from the top of the roster to the bottom. Everyone's in there talking. You know hanging out just yeah. like just good vibes really it's been I, I don't know if I've ever been on a team that, that's like this close I mean there's no one on the team that doesn't talk that doesn't you know participate and mm -hmm. you know all that stuff and you know so it's super fun to be be around especially like those younger guys man they just don't they just have so much energy and just everything's new to them so it's always fun to like you know watch them and especially like man like evan when he was a rookie yep. to what now man like his growth has been unreal to watch so um but like yeah no we just we do everything together man it's 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 kind of it's like yeah just a bunch of friends really mm -hmm. what's the go-to card game on the plane uh some people play spades it depends mm -hmm. on it depends on who it is, but a lot of a lot of people play Blu-ray, um, Blu-ray, um, <laughs> aids here and there. Uh, I saw one people play Texas Hold'em, so that was that was one time. I was like, that's okay. odd. Um, but mostly <laughs> Blu-ray, to be honest. Okay, I was big on euchre when I was back in high school and college. Me and my buddies used to gather around once a week, um, one of the nights that that we would choose, and we'd play euchre. Yeah, yeah, euchre. I've I played a euchre a few times actually. Yeah. Um. And who's the best at putt putt? I gotta know that. Uh, that's that would be me now. What yeah. do you mean now? Because Dylan's no longer around. Yes, Dylan's <laughs> dog. He's a dog at golf. So, are you the best pure golfer on the roster remaining, or just the best at putt putt? Um, you know, I think Donovan would have his say and say he is, but you know, I've been working, man. I've been, you know, putting the time in at the range. I've been at the range like three times this summer. Uh, uh, no, I think I haven't actually played golf with Donovan, so I don't know how good he actually is. Yeah. Um, he, he's really good. So, um, I might have to say him, but I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> so you said that you're back home in Kansas and you've been working out at K-State. I know that you've got an event this weekend in Manhattan, Kansas, that's near and dear to your heart with Wounded Warriors. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so the Wounded Warriors, 
um, have let me, you know, come in and be part of their, their little organization and stuff. And they're having a fishing tournament, um, at a nearby lake here in Kansas. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, they're putting it on, but I'm paying for it and I'm being a part of it. And then, uh, I'm having food catered in after the fishing tournament, whoever wins. Um, and then the vets that are there, I think there's 15 or 16 of them. Um, they bring in their whole families and then we're going to have a kind of later lunch, two o'clock, three o'clock lunch with, um, them and their families. And, um, I just going to kind of walk around, thank them for their service. And, you know, I, you know, it, the military and everything is just, I mean, it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, and so it's, it was big for me just to give back a little bit, you know, those guys are so, they do so much for us. Um, and they don't know us, you know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit, I can give back to those guys. I think they're very underappreciated. And, um, you know, I just want to show my appreciation to them and, you know, give them a little fun, little, little fishing tournament kind of thing, and then have a big meal for them at the end. And, um, you know, them and their families just come out and just have a good time, man. So it's a, it's a small thing I can do. Um, it was kind of last minute. I wanted to do something. We could never figure out a weekend, or mm -hmm. anything. So, um, this little thing they put together, uh, man, I'm super appreciative. They're letting me be a part of it and letting me do it. So, um, but yeah, that's what we're doing, man. It should be, it should be interesting. I've never been, a, I've never been a part of a fishing tournament, so it's going to be pretty fun. Are you participating? I am. I am. I'm on, uh, I don't remember whose boat I'm on, but I am, I am participating. What is the biggest catch that you've ever had? Uh, ooh, uh, in freshwater? <laughs> oh no, I'm talking way out of my skis here. Uh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Freshwater. Oh, I don't know. Um, I've got some pretty good sized catfish, like 35, 40 pound catfish. Um, but then we went deep sea fishing a couple of times and caught some pretty large fish doing that. Um, so, but like fishing is like a big, big pastime of mine. If there's like an off day, I'll probably go fishing and hang out. And it's, so this is like best of both worlds. I get to hang out and get back and do something i love to do anyways so yeah um, it's fun it's gonna be hopefully hopefully i can break a, a freshwater record that'd be sick or at least be a part of somebody else catching a freshwater record that would be nice um you mentioned that uh the military is is near and dear to your heart like what's the backstory with that like why is that so close to uh, you well it's just one of those things my aunt and my uncle were both in this in the military um mm -hmm. and they did they did their serve. They did, I think my aunt did two tours to Iraq and I think my uncle did one. Um, and so just being, seeing things like that, and, you know, having somebody close to your heart that, that is, you know, really given, you know, like literally given their all for, you know, the freedoms that we live in today is, uh, it's pretty humbling. Um, especially when you talk to them about it and, um, see the love they have for the country. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And so, um, I just, you know, it, it means a lot to me, uh, especially those guys, you know, a lot of, a lot of those military guys that get out of the military and, you know, they retired and they still have to find a job and, you know, find out how to live life outside and it's tough for them. And, um, I really feel for them and hopefully coming into this next couple of summers, I can do something a little bigger and really, really give back to something in that kind of space. But, um, no, the, the, 
Wounded Warriors, I think, is an unbelievable organization, and it, it really does mean a lot to me. Um, having family in the military, and um, also having a, have a couple friends in it. Uh, there are a lot of family friends. You know, I've seen a lot of different people that have been enlisted, and um, you know, done different things. So it just means a lot to me, man. They give, they give, pretty much, they give their life for people they have, they have no idea mm. even exist. So I mean, people that are that you know, willing to sacrifice and do stuff like that, I think deserve the world. And I just think sometimes uh, not enough people appreciate that. That's awesome, man. Um, I hope the event is, is what you want it to be. I uh, hope you catch a nice fish. And again, um, it's you. happening this weekend in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that's cool. I'll have to check in with you afterward to see like if, if you uh, broke your own record, water catch <laughs> yeah yeah I'll, I'll let you know for sure <laughs> um before we let you get out of here um got to talk a little bit about the playoff loss against the knicks i talked to darius um the other day actually i'm curious how long did it take you to get over that playoff loss against the knicks oh man i don't know if i'm over it actually mm. um it was just yeah it was a tough Tough, definitely a tough loss. Um, I don't think, I don't think that's like a loss. You, I mean, I definitely get, I got over it. It took me a couple of weeks to really, you know, mentally just be like, dang, you know, that happened. But it's definitely something that you kind of hold in the back of your mind for, you know, at least this upcoming season as like a little bit of a motivation factor kind of thing. And I think all the players that are on our team should definitely, or they will definitely have that little kind of chip on their shoulder, especially when you play those guys. It's just a little motivation. Um, but, yeah, it, it took me a couple of weeks to get, really get over it, man. It, 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 it sucked to be – you know, that was my first playoff experience. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to see it in the way it did, man, it just – it was not, not what I thought it would, be, would have happened. Was there a specific aspect of that series that, that made it even more difficult to get over that stuck with you? Um, I just think, like, there – the physicality, man, they played at, they played with was, was what really stuck out to me. And, um, I, I don't know, man, that's, that definitely is what stuck out to me. It was just their physicality. And, um, I just didn't, don't think, you know, all around, we just did not play our best basketball all around. And, um, and they, they just kind of bullied us here and there. And that definitely, that is the part that's sticking with me is the, the way they bullied us. And, um, it just kind of, we just didn't give it our best. We didn't give our best shot to him. You know what I mean? We just, I felt like we left some on the table and we didn't just didn't play our best basketball. And that's what I think sticks with me the most is like, man, we didn't even give him our best shot, you know? So um, that's what sticks with me the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it'll definitely be with us. Us as in like the whole team um, this whole season for sure. So, Dean, you guys won 51 games. You got to the playoffs for the first time since 2018, the first time without LeBron in two decades, more than that. Um, what are the expectations coming into this season, especially after some of the offseason signings that you guys made? Yeah, um, I think the signings were great. Um, I know I definitely filled some needs. Yep. Uh, I think the expectation this year is, is to make a playoff push, like a real push into the playoffs. and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get into the playoffs and you're hot, you're, you're a team that's hot, you never know. You know what I mean? So um, I think – I don't know if there's, like, a real expectation, like, 
oh, you're going to make the like, you know, second round or East, Eastern Conference Finals or whatever. I think to go out and be playing our best basketball by the end of the season is is, is, is the goal. And um, I know we're going to make the playoffs. I just I think this year is, is to make a real playoff push um, for the finals, Eastern Conference Finals, to make a real push and, and get to that point. You mentioned um, the upgrades that you guys made with the roster. Like, were there any nerves on your part about whether you were still going to be on the roster throughout the offseason? Uh, I mean, I knew it was, you know, as an NBA player, <laughs> you and you kind of get it that, you know, if something does happen, you know, somebody's got to go somewhere. And uh, I wasn't – I wouldn't say I was overly nervous. I just kind of knew that, you know, if it happens, it happens. But, you know, I had a, I had a good talk and felt – I felt – like I was probably going to still be in the Cavs, be with the Cavs. But uh, then, uh, you know, right before that Max Struess signing, man, I got a little nervous for a second. I was like, hold on a minute. I was just taking so long. But uh, uh, no, I wasn't overly nervous. But, I mean, there was always there's always that little thought in the back of your mind, like, ooh, maybe, maybe I am on the table. But, you know, you never know. And, you know, I'm just super thankful and grateful that I'm still playing basketball at a professional level. So. Dean, this was great, man. I appreciate you checking in with me. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate you promoting your event. Again, it's Wounded Warriors. Um, it's happening this weekend in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, it was great catching up, bud. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. For real, thank you. Yep, you got it. All right, there he is, Dean Wade, Cavs forward, spending some time with us on the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. We'll be back next week with another edition of the podcast. Maybe Hayden's going to be back with us. Maybe there's going to be a Another guest, we'll find out. Um, but thanks for listening to the Wine and Gold Talk podcast, and we'll talk to you next time right here.